Hey guys and gals, before we get into the podcast, just want to give you a quick little heads up. Um, the podcast may have a little different sound to it. Um, that is due to some purchasing of new equipment that we are trying to get accustomed to. So you may hear some things like us overlapping each other and it may fade in and out. But as an editor, I don't claim to be professional, but I try to do the best job possible to give you a quality product week in and week out. Um, we're not professional, nor do we claim to be. And uh, there's three guys talking about sports. So just want to give you a little heads up. No ambush, no sneak attack, no surprise, because a lot of people don't like that. Wait a ways, enjoy episode 48 of the Sports Bros Podcast. Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, the head of creative. And guess what? This is episode number 48 of the Sports Bros Podcast. Let's see. Any famous 48s? Uh, yep, Jimmy Johnson. Yep, I was Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I saw the number, but I couldn't place the face or the name. And uh, former Carolina Panthers running back, Stephen Davis. Yeah, just made we had him for you know nice. the rest of his career, but uh, anyways, I digress, and I'm gonna put the am tracks, <laughs> the train back on the am tracks. I push it, but y'all get what the hell I mean. All right, <laughs> introducing my co-host <laughs> in this fumble festival podcast, the Almighty Be Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? This be your boy the almighty be live episode 48 coming at you man and with a new little format for myself you know i'm trying to upgrade i'm trying to adult so hopefully i sound a little bit better to you i was actually listening to our first preview episode and i've had the same problems from episode one all the way up to 48 (laughs) they can't hear me clearly (laughs) i'm just all over the place so maybe this time i'll get it right but you know what Maybe they didn't come to hear me. Maybe they came to hear that other guy that we're so lucky Yep, and speaking of that other guy we're so (laughs) lucky to have, um, the number one fan of the Dallas Renegades, the one, the only, the trivia god himself, the money man, Scotty D. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee. I'm sorry I got that song stuck in my head ever since Saturday night. Oh, man. I, and I, and I want to tell you something. You're, I think you're wrong about Jimmy Johnson being 48. He was only the second coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He was number two. <laughs> oh my God! Tom Landry was that, number one. Jimmy wow, Johnson see, was number okay. two. I mean, we we okay. We we get your reference. Hall of Fame head coach. We Jimmy understand Johnson, the second the, coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Was just that, that was not the reference we were going for, and and all roads do not lead back to the Lone Star State, but that's cool. Jimmy Johnson, Hall of Famer. 
two Super Bowl trophies, second coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Appreciate the reference right off the top there, guys. You know, <laughs> Jimmy, Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, Hall of Famer, how many time NASCAR champion, number 48 on uh, this yeah, car. That's what we talk about. Thing to me but later, I, I, I'm not really sure what all, that's all about. But anyway, well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's talk some sports here, guys. All right. Well, we know for a fact that you damn sure didn't watch the Daytona 500. So that's either here nor there. So uh, speaking of bye-bye, Miss American Pie, and Saturday night, the anticipated rematch between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder 2 on finish business and fellas mm, 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 mm. <sighs> you probably wonder why i'm laughing uh a whole lot went on in a short amount of time he said he was gonna knock him out in the second round but he was still standing uh, i'm gonna let you fellas opine on the first and then i had something that came to me and i'll opine later scotty d what you got about this fight man what you think about this here uh fight well, if you listened to the show last week, I predicted a Tyson Fury win by way of decision. Ding, ding, ding. Well, it didn't quite go that way because I was not expecting Fury to to knock Wilder out. Uh, I thought he would outbox him, do whatever he could to avoid bi- the, the big hit. We know that he could take the big hit from Wilder because he did it twice in the last fight. So I thought that that fear factor that a lot of the fighters suffer when they get in with Wilder would not be the case with fury i didn't anticipate him just bullying him for seven rounds though at one point i looked and i thought man i he just looks like a lot bigger guy and i know it technically he was i know i know he put on uh fury that is put on some weight for this fight and i think he came in at like over 270 and wilder was in the 230s but it just it just looked like uh it, it looked different to me than it did in the first fight as far as uh a big guy fighting a smaller guy in this case. And I mean, you know, heavyweight division, it is what it is, but it was a game plan executed to perfection by fury. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he outboxed him. It, it just, it just raises the question now of what, what's going to happen to Wilder going forward. You know, does this kind of defeat, because it was a sound butt kicking. Uh, is that going to, how, how's that going to affect him going forward? There was a lot of debate after the fight, whether, he should exercise his rematch clause. I think he has 30 days to do that. Or do, do you let Wilder kind of rebuild and fight someone else, maybe do as a confidence gainer? Because, guys, if, if you look at this, Wilder lost all seven. Maybe he might have won round two the other night. But in seven rounds, he may have won one round. The previous fight was against, uh, I forget, it was it Ortiz? Yeah, King Kong uh, Ortiz, yeah. Yeah, he lost. He won that fight, but he lost seven rounds there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And in the previous fight, he knocked out Brazil. I think Brazil. I'm sorry, in the not Brazil, Brazil in the <laughs> in the first round. So in his last 15 rounds, he's won two, maybe three rounds. I mean, this guy's getting outboxed at this point. So at, at this point, the the big bad bully has been humbled, and. You know, you look back at some uh, historic fighters like Mike Tyson. He was knocking everybody out. Once he got knocked out, his career trajectory changed. He wasn't quite the, you know, it's almost like the mystique got knocked out of him. Mm-hmm. Same with, if you look at the UFC, man, there was a, a time in the UFC where a Chuck Liddell fight was just, it was just mean. You know, everybody couldn't wait to see the the savage Chuck Liddell let out, you know, get into the cage and, and let out his fury. 
And then he got knocked out, and, and he actually he lost seven. He, he won seven fights in a row by knockout and then lost seven fights in a row, four in a row by knockout. So it just makes you wonder what this does to a guy who a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of what his mystique was was, you know, the fear factor. If you see that right hand of, of Wilder coming at you, you know it, a, a fight could end at any time. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Deontay Wilder does going forward as far as his his choice of upcoming opponent, how he handles that, if he gets in there with Fury again. You know, obviously he needs more jab work to set up that right hand, but he was clearly outclassed as far as boxing goes on Saturday night. And the bigger man just bullied him and had his way with him. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, I was watching. I was like, he, he just he just didn't. He just didn't seem like himself, but I'm gonna go ahead and let B Live get into it, and then I'm gonna get my uh, my take on it as well. Go ahead, B Live. Well, yeah, I I agree with you, Scotty D, because I mean, looking at the fight, it looked like for a good minute of time that um, Deontay Wilder was trying to bait Tyson Fury, he's trying to bait him into so he can hit with, of course, that um, crushing right, and Tyson Fury had just. His jab work was just spot on with them, and so using them. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tyson Fury had what mm-hmm. also a two inch reach advantage. If I'm not mistaken, um, and you and you and you would think in your mind two inches, not that much, not that much, but it clearly showed that I mean that reach advantage. He was he was using those technical skills. And we, we, I think we all agree that Tyson Fury was yeah. a better technical fighter, better boxer. Deontay Wilder was a he's got that one hit a quitter. And Scotty D, I, I, I 100% agree with your analysis that Deontay Wilder doesn't win rounds; he just wins fights by knockout. Out of out of 42 wins, 41 by KO. So I mean. At the end of the day, I mean that's what that that's been a winning formula for him, but it did not pan out this time. And and so one thing like we were we were talking about before the show about um um Deontay Wilder, he was bleeding from his ear, and um Scotty D, you had mentioned while the fight was going on that it could have possibly been a ruptured eardrum. I think it ended up being just a cut to his ear lobe. <laughs> it's go. called yeah, an yeah. earlobe, and we all went to school. <laughs> to our listeners, we all went to school. We know what an earlobe is, but you ever you ever been in a situation where it's like, I got the word for it, but I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Yeah, we sat there for like a good fifteen seconds, like you know what the hell with it? That thing that dangling on the bottom of the ear. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm googling yeah. it. I hear like yeah, Google, maybe yeah. But it, but it was bleeding a lot yeah, on Saturday night. It, I mean, it looked like several rounds of that of blood trickling from the ear. That's why, when when it initially happened, and I, I think I voiced memoed you guys at the time that it happened. It, when he got knocked down in the third round, the look on his face looked like something was wrong. I know Max Kellerman said that that punch that knocked him down was to the back of the head, but I didn't think it was. I thought it went right to the side of the head over the ear. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that that busted his eardrum right. and and just kept him off balance because he was never the same after that. He even got knocked down with a body shot in uh, the fourth or fifth round. But to me, that fight was it, it in retrospect was over by that knockdown. But I thought I I swear I thought that that eardrum was busted just 
how much blood was coming from it. The report, I guess, I saw a report on the internet this morning said it was not a busted eardrum, but it looked to me like it was damaged pretty good. Maybe that was his, maybe his brains were leaking out of his ears. I don't something, know. <laughs> man. But yeah, even even with that though, if it, even though he didn't bust an eardrum, taking a hit to the side of the head like that, oh for sure, will for knock sure, off yeah. your equilibrium without question. And so, and you can clearly see that. And I mean, at that point in time, he's literally clamoring, like trying to hold on, like the, like you've seen in the cartoons yep. where they have the stars going around <laughs> yeah, and everything. You clearly saw that he was not himself, and to the fact that his corner threw in the towel. How? D- how do you recover from well, there was a that? lot of criticism how do you kind re- of back and forth you know some defending that some criticizing that on what i saw after the fight i mean how how did you feel about that well i i look at it like this well i'll be honest with you i mean what like you like we said he won what round 2 and that was it and then Maybe. i look at yeah yeah, yeah if, if, that, if if that if yeah. it was a fifth we all be drunk if that so to be dominated, you know, for a good majority of the fight, and then that one hit side the head, oh, he slipped. Nah, he caught it. Slip nothing. Slip is, is oops, you know, oh, oh, slip. But no, he he slipped all right on, on the way down. He caught him. I mean, Tyson Fury caught him flush on the side of the head, on the side of the earlobe, cut him, knocked him off kilter a little bit. And I look at it like this. You either stop the fight in the, and he and after he got hit, like we said, he was never the same after that. Saturday night, I said to myself, I told my girlfriend, I said, look, she said, they stopped the fight? I said, yeah. I said, it was either they stopped now <laughs> or stop in the 10th or the 11th. And, I actually and- didn't think they were going to let him come out that round. I saw a conversation he was having when they were showing his cornerman talking to him. And I'm not sure which trainer was which, but it, the guy that had the, 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 the white guy that had the jacket on, yeah. I thought he was going to not let him come out. I thought he was getting ready to, to tell the referee it was going to be over. Um, and then they, he went out for that round. But I, I I personally did not have a problem with them doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I know that um, Timothy Bradley and some of the other analysts said, well, you know, he wanted to go out on his shield. He said that. I wanted to go out on my shield. I mean, what's yep. he supposed to say? I'm glad that they, they stopped that. He's, you know, Wilder's a, he's a, he's a warrior. Yep. He's not going to say that. But the fact of the matter is, even if he would have caught Fury with his his vicious right hand at that point, he didn't have the steam left in it, man. He didn't have the legs to throw behind it. He didn't have the energy. He Tyson Fury leaned on him a lot. They had a lot of clinches, and that was sapping a lot of the energy out of out of Deontay Wilder as well. I don't think that it was going to be winnable no matter what he did beyond that. And I think his corner saw that, and they were saving him. Why, why let the guy go out and get hit in his face and head? for another 20 minutes or so. I, I think that throwing in the towel is the absolute right move. You have to sometimes save a fighter from themselves. Themselves, yep. Yep. What's the thing, be last? Think it's the right thing to do? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I think at the end of the day, that's why we have um, um, PR departments, our public relations departments with, um, with anything that you do. And, like, you have a – I mean, the money's already in the pocket to start with. So, I mean, you want you want it to be entertaining, but at the same note, with combat mm-hmm. sports, anything can happen. And so, like, I think the fight went on 
four rounds too too many. Like honestly, I think I think it should have been a count out, knockdown victory at the end of the third. You saw like he even when he stood back up, he wasn't all the way there. So it was like when they stopped the fight in the seventh round, when they I guess threw in the towel when he was in the corner and everything, we did sort of look like, oh, that's a little controversial. But then when we found out that, I mean, and um, I think I'd mentioned it before, like when they stopped the fight, when we thought that the referee stopped the fight, like he was literally in the corner and yeah. just he couldn't do anything. There was there was no offense coming from him. In the UFC, but, they say he wasn't intelligently I mean, defending himself. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's their rule in the UFC. But that was right. kind of seemed like that was going on there. All right, fellas, I'm gonna go ahead and give. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, deliver on the other side of this. Um, my pastor, um, Doctor R. A. Vernon, up here at Word Church in Cleveland, Ohio, he made a very interesting um, observation slash analysis because I didn't realize it until like, oh, now you remember the last time they fought? You know, um, Fury Wilder won. Um, Wilder hit him with that, you know, he hit him with that one hit of quitter, and he laid down. And then what did Tyson Fury do? Sat right up like the Undertaker. Do you understand that Deontay Wilder, I'm looking at the stats right now, Deontay Wilder, his knockout percentage is 95.3. That's his knockout rate. So every time he's fighting, somebody's damn near guaranteed to kiss the canvas. When you give somebody your best shot and they sit up and then come back and fight you some more mentally that's a mind screw that had to mess with his mind and then when this rematch came about i'm pretty sure that was the first thing in deontay wilder's head i gotta get him out early i gotta get him out quick and also on the other side of his brain this dude took the best punch he took his right-handed bomb and he still sat up so i think in my personal opinion, after, you know, being told that by, you know, by, by the pastor, by him saying that, um, I believe that Tyson Fury had the advantage going in. Or as my pastor said, you know, it was over before it even started. <laughs> Let me think well, about it. I, I don't quite agree with that as far as it being over before it started. Because if you saw Wilder warming up before the fight, man, he was laser focused. Yep. You know, he was really mentally prepared for that fight. But I, I think he's right in that both men knew what happened the previous time and we and knew that Fury could take that right and and still go on. That, you know, that that for sure gave I think Fury a psychological edge because he, he didn't he pressed the fight from the from the opening bell. He took the center of the ring one second into the fight and was had Fury going backwards. For, for that very reason, he was he didn't fear the right, and he knew mm-hmm. that if if Wilder was able to plant his legs and get behind it, it could still do that damage. But you know, he he definitely had a psychological edge in the fact that he'd already taken his conceivably best punches and 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 didn't didn't go down like the rest of the his opponents had. Yep. So uh, what we think's next, guys? Um, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury. You think that's next? Well, I think it's going to depend on what Wilder wants to do and his mm-hmm. and his team. I mean, I I think he's going to need a little bit of time to recover um, psychologically 
as much as physically. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be a rematch within the next two months, but mm-hmm. um, down the road. Plus, you have to figure, you know, this is not uh, – this. we're closer to the end of the line for Fury than the beginning. This guy is, uh, what, 31 years old or 32 years old, something like that. In his 30s, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like these are a couple 20-year-old guys that are just getting unleashed in at the beginning of their careers. You know, Fury – you know, he almost said as much as he doesn't have a lot left in the tank as far as, you know, continuing to fight heavyweight fights. This dude's got all kind of stuff going on. I mean, you know, he, the wrestling and, you know, he, I'm sure he has other business ventures going because he just seems like the kind of guy that, you know, I don't know what, what they are specifically, but I know this guy's got a lot of other stuff going on that he wants to do. You can see the entertainment value he has. I mean, he's singing American Pie when the fight's over, you know, he's yeah. You know, so I think he wants to get out of the fight game in the next couple of years. I'm sure that the Joshua fight is going to, you know, that's a massive payday. So I'm sure he's going to want to do that, uh, whether that one's next or whether the Wilder rematch is next. But I, I don't think Fury's got more than maybe three fights left and maybe one with Wilder. Um, but I, I think it's going to be Anthony Joshua next. I think the Wilder people are going to probably back off for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Deontay Wilder is 34. Uh, Tyson Fury is the tender age of 31. All right, so there you go. Ne- neither guys are, are – they're both closer to the backside of their career than the than the yeah. early set. Well, I say that, and then Roy Jones fought for like 75 years after his prime. <laughs> but yeah, and Vander Holyfield, I think he's 65. He's still fighting. So, you know, you know, Bernard Bob Hopkins. Boxing, he, yeah, Bernard Hopkins. These guys, they don't give up the fight game that easy. On yeah. an elite level. Yeah, on, a, yeah, on an elite level. Yeah, key. damn, Bernard Hopkins. Like, he doing what? At what age? Man, look. Uh-uh. Will not want to fight Bernard Hopkins. Man, uh, I tell you what, fellas. Um, Yeah, for a highly anticipated fight, this turned out to be pretty good. I'm just glad it wasn't, you know, just like a, like, absolute boo-boo fest. But uh, it was good. It was a good fight. Good fight. All right, fellas. And moving right along, we're going to talk about college bad skill. Oh, you can see the thing with everybody singing here today with Tyson Fury. It's all his fault. All his fault. <laughs> and oh, as we said <laughs> at the beginning of the season, it ain't easy being number one. Just ask Baylor. Um, we apologize for not covering the early portions of the college basketball season because of football and everything else is going on. But now with the NFL out the way, we can. it's about that time of the year. March Madness is coming up around the corner. Don't forget the Sports Bros Podcast Bracket Challenge coming up soon. Details on that in the future. So, uh, fellas, let's talk about college basketball. So, as I said, um, so, the, so some of the top seeds lost. The potential number ones, Gonzaga took an L, San Diego State lost, and Baylor took an L as well too gentlemen how do you think it's going to shape up the upcoming um the march madness brackets it's one of those things that this is um another one of those years that do we really have a clear cut Mm -hmm. number one and this it's one of those things that makes college basketball just beautiful Absolutely beautiful because not only because this past Saturday I went ahead and knocked it out and threw um throwing out some numbers to you real quick. On Saturday, number one Baylor lost to number mm-hmm. three 
Kansas, 64 to 61. I'm actually upset with myself that I wasn't paying attention enough to know that number one was going against number three this Saturday because that's a real big deal. But again, you know, I'm on the East Coast and you got an East Coast Southern sort of bias. So it's everything. Well, I did ACC. actually mention on the podcast. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. I mean, Scotty D did mention. Yeah, he yeah. did do that. Oh, yeah, I know you don't like Scotty D. Good for you. You're lucky to have me because I did mention last week that we had a one versus yeah. three matchup. So I, I do apologize. See, yeah, see, yeah, what, yeah. see what had happened was I'm, I'm on day 11 Ooh. of 16 straight at work. So I'm tired, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm still here. We here now, but um, also um, number two Gonzaga lost Saturday to number twenty three BYU ninety one to seventy eight. Number four San Diego State University, where my boy the HOC, the head of creative, got a chance to walk across the stage, graduate mm-hmm. from Ashford University. Love it, but yeah, San Diego State suffered their first loss. The final undefeated team took their first loss to the Rebels of UNLV 66-63. But also this week, we also forget that number six, Duke, lost Wednesday to NC State 88-66, a blowout victory, mind you. And also on Tuesday, number nine, Penn State, Lost to Illinois. I had no idea Penn State was like that good. I mean, either. I actually, I was shocked when I saw the the number next to their name. I mean, that's a football school if ever there was <laughs> one. And I think everybody's sleeping on Penn State basketball. At least I know I was. I mean, well, you ain't the only one. Trust you. You are not. You are not alone. <laughs> out of all those losses, though, the the Duke one to me seems like the worst one. I mean, there's. I mean, Gonzaga lost to another ranked team. You're going to have bad bad days. Baylor hadn't lost since, the, I think, their first or second game of the season. They they had won, I think, 23 in a row, and they lost to the number three team. So, again, that's not that's not the worst the worst thing that can happen to you. But Duke, they just uh, – to lose to NC State in such a dominating fashion, I, I think Coach K was even disappointed. He said they just didn't show up to compete. But it, it's – you know, there's still a lot to be decided. These number one seeds, it's too, it's too soon to tell. I really liked – I mean, I've watched only a handful of college basketball so far this season. And, you know, I watch the, the big teams, the Dukes, Michigan States, you know, North Carolina. And Kansas, to me, is the one that has looked the best so far. And, and, and that's – I think I've seen them play two or three games. And one of which was Saturday against the number one team in the country on the road. You know, it's hard to argue with a team that has a seven-footer that dominates and, and a couple guys with with some experience. And, you know, this time of year when you don't know a lot about the teams, you look to the coaches, and that's kind of how I'll be I'll be judging whenever it's, it's bracket time. But there's still a long way to go before that. You know, we'll, we'll get more educated during championship week for sure, and then, you know, we're just a couple weeks away from that. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the AP polls right now. Um, the two hottest teams win street wise in the country, um, number three, Kansas. Are you ready for this one? Number three, Kansas was won 12 straight and number uh, five. Yes. Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, OB Toppin. <laughs> that boy's bad. That's so bad. Flyers, the Dayton Flyers. 
Yeah, racers, flyers, cars, planes, flyers. jets, all that. Yeah, the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, um, 16 straight. So let's go over the top 10 right fast, shall we? Baylor number one, Gonzaga number two, huh? Kansas three, San Diego State four, Dayton five, Duke six, Maryland seven, Florida State eight, Penn State nine, and Kentucky. They still in it at number ten. Yeah, they'll be that. They'll be probably in the top five. Kentucky, Maryland, uh, Dayton, Florida State, all going to be moving up seemingly because these uh, all those top four teams went down except for K- Kansas will probably be number one. I mean, I'm, yeah, they'll probably they'll probably they'll probably move they're, number one. They're locked for number one at this point. Kansas will be number one. But the thing about it is, is that do you how far do you four, put Baylor four. down? Really, I, because, I wouldn't think they'd go too far down the list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They'll still be top five easily if. It, to be be if it be me, I right now if I was to say something, it'd be Kansas, Dayton, Baylor, Maryland, Florida State. Yeah, and then that's, uh, not, that's I, my I think, top five. I think right. the one that'll take the the fall the most would probably be San Diego State, just because they're not playing in as big a conference. So they're up to number four as of the past poll because they were undefeated. Mm. But I think they're they'll slip not all the way out of the top ten, but they'll slip down probably close to. Nine or ten. That's just a guess, man. I, I don't I don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time. That's just that's just a guess for me. Oh, oh wow. Oh Scotty D admitting on the air oh, that boy. he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yep, it's gonna be a whole lot of moving and shaking in the world of college basketball, man. And uh bracket time coming up soon, coming up soon. And guess what? I'm gonna have my brackets in on time this year, okay? So I won't be the uh, the butt of jokes, um Amongst us, because you know, I don't know what the hell happened. I forgot, you know, trying to do this whole podcast thing, but uh, almost one year, fellas, almost one year, a few episodes away from episode 50, the one year anniversary of the Sports Bros podcast. Mm, 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 mm. My, how time flies! All right, and that's it for the college basketball roundup scotty d um if you want to sit out this year's segment it's all good because we're talking about your favorite football league the x f l if you're gonna say good lord we're still talking about this every week you know what time it is like to watch man come on man (laughs) i i saw um andy murray in that his name or something whatever murray quarterback played for georgia i saw him play i saw mcgroin Play for the, the McGloin. 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 Yeah, he, he played. For, <laughs> he played for the New York Liberties this past year, and uh, <laughs> these guys are terrible. There's a reason, you know, if 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 every NFL team has two quarterbacks and there's not enough good starters in the NFL, that means that there's these guys. You're starting with like the 65th, 66th best quarterbacks available in this league, and they're terrible. And this football is garbage. So there's my input. I'm ready to move on to the next topic. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to give you a little quick recap of week three of the XFL. Oh, right. we are? Yep, we sure are. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be quick, I promise. Um, I watched some of the highlights, and I'm like, okay, this was, this was pretty good. One of the first highlights I saw, was from the Guardians, New York Guardians, and the St. Louis Battlehawks game where, you guessed it, we had the first ever kickoff return in the history of the XFL. It was a nice one, man. It was a very, very nice one. And the um, 
The Battle Hawks defeat the Guardians 29-9. to That's right, Mitch McGloin. I mean McGloin and his uh, New York Guardians. Uh, I'm sorry, be last. Uh, speak, speaking of another team that got handed the nail, um, the L.A. Wildcats, they get off the schneid, and they beat the D.C. Defenders 39. Wow, 39-9, to which means Cardell Jones yeah. loses for the first time in, like, what, five years? Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. First time, yeah. First, first time, time yeah. since first high time school, since like what? Yeah, like eight, nine years ago. Yeah, was, yeah. He's yeah. First L in a while, so you know. Uh, well, he wasn't. He wasn't the starting quarterback for Iowa State for a good minute yeah. that last that yeah. one year. But um, but yeah. <laughs> so, but he um, yeah. He now takes an L in yeah. professional. What a historic football. game that was. <laughs> All right, here we go. They've been, they did put up 39 points. Scotty D, your team, the Dallas Renegades, they defeat the Seattle Dragons 24 to 12. Scotty D's Dallas Renegades. His Cowboys and his Renegades. <laughs> you ain't got a team, but we fit a pin one on your ass. Yeah. Even though, even though he's from Pennsylvania, so uh, I don't. Nobody understands any of his rationale at this point <laughs> in time. But I'm, I'm just throwing that out there, you know. Yeah. Um, it is what yeah. it is, and it was <laughs> what it was. Very and, exciting uh, time to be a Renegades fan. Exactly. You're winning. You're winning. You ain't, worry about, you ain't got to worry about Jason Garrett. You ain't got to worry about none of that best. You, yeah. got, you got Bob Stoops. You got a good – you got a legitimate coach who done won some games and did some things, all right? Absolutely. I have his poster up. I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> I, I know you got a renegade shirt in the house too. <laughs> Absolutely. Got got a jersey and says stoops on the back of it. Get renegade. <laughs> All right. And my team, the Houston Roughnecks, they defeat the Tampa Bay Vipers in what looked to be a pretty exciting game based off the holidays. You know, like I said, guys, I got a nine to five and sometimes I can watch the games and sometimes I can't. So so I won't be completely out of the loop. I go check the highlights. And um, this game was pretty competitive, pretty competitive. Uh, the Roughnecks beat the Vipers, man. And so um, here it is, fellas. We are at week three of the XFL season. And um, i tell you what, man, one takeaway from this week three, um, the crowd in St. Louis. The crowd in St. Louis, I think they are happy to have football back. Since the Rams up and left, and went back to L.A., they are, like, legitimately happy. Like, when the guy scored a kickoff return, you couldn't hear nothing but people cheering. I'm like, man, these folks are happy. And then one of the players, you know, he saw one of the little girls. She had some Girl Scout cookies, thin mints. He said, hey, I give you football. You give me a pack of Girl Scout cookies. I think it's a fair trade. I mean, ooh, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give me some thin mints, too. Matter of fact, I'm about ready for my cookies to come. That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. So we got the standings here in the East. We got the Battle Hawks at two at one, and the DC Defenders they also at two and one too. The Guardians at one one and two, and the Vipers zero oh, and three. And the West you got the undefeated Roughnecks three and zero. Oh. Renegades Scotty D's Renegades two and one, and the Wildcats and the Dragons are tied at one and two. Did we have like a double forward pass this weekend or something like that? I think I might have saw, but again, I, I was trying to watch as much as I could, but business does dictate how much I'm actually allowed to watch 
um, sporting events on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, I think I glanced at it, but I really don't have the details behind it. But really, the high, I think the highlight of this weekend was the um, reverse um, on the kickoff return. That was that is the epitome of what Absolutely the XFL is trying to bring to the table. <laughs> When I turned it on, he had just scored. So it was they, they were interviewing him on the sideline. He hadn't caught his breath yet. He was still he was out of breath. About to pass he was still out. out of breath. See, I watched. Yeah, well, he 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 did watch. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm gonna try to give it to you, but it it was your tone. it was your very condescending historic. tone, <laughs> very historic moment. <laughs> I mean, I know I'll never At forget least. where I was on my couch whenever the first touchdown was scored by what's his name in the NFL, <laughs> cleaning his damn toes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very I was very excited. I, 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 I dropped my chicken wing and, and jumped up <laughs> off the couch. I was very excited. Oh man. And um, yeah, that that was the highlight, man. The highlight, man. The St. Louis Battlehawks, man. They looked kind of looked kind of leaky at first, man. But they're uh, firing on all cylinders. And Scotty D's uh, Dallas Roughnecks. They, you know, it, it might be a two-team race between the uh, Renegades and the Roughnecks in the West. And from the looks of it, it's going to be the Defenders and the Battlehawks. Sorry, be live about your Guardians in this song. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, let's see. Next week we got the uh, we got the LA Wildcats at New York playing the Guardians. Seattle Dragons at the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, Battlehawks get two uh, back-to-back home games pretty good. Uh, Roughnecks, Houston Roughnecks, and the Dallas Renegades, the Battle of Texas. And the D.C. Defenders, can they bounce back and beat the hapless Tampa Bay Vipers? We shall see week four in the books. And that's it for the XFL recap. Okay, that wasn't so bad. We got through it. Yeah, quick, fast, and there to hurry. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Button, thank you once again for that wonderful intro with your lovely self to our favorite section that you heard her say, the choices of the voices, the wonderful and lovely Miss Button. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. Of course, you know, man, it's choices of the voices section, our favorite section, because we like to hear what y'all said about the question that Scotty D poses every week. And we go back and forth, banter. We might pick at you. We might agree with you. We might disagree with you. Who knows? Until we open up those questions. All right, Scotty D, what's the question for the Choices of the Voices section of our show? Well, as I remember it, the question that I posed was, who is more likely to win their next championship? The Lakers to win the NBA title this season or the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat and win the Super Bowl next season. Uh, spoiler alert to our listeners: um, You should have heard Scotty D just just try to put it together about the questions, and it was hilarious. Outtakes package coming soon. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Outtakes package coming soon. Yes. All right. So that's the question, and we got some answers. We got some answers. So let's get it started. Our day one, Uncle Max, he says the Kansas City Chiefs. Young, talented, fast, great coaching. Adding a couple of playmakers on defense will make them very hard to beat. This is a team with a shot at becoming a dynasty. Valid, valid point, your Uncle Max. Yeah, valid point. What do you think about that, B-Live? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I can agree on some sense. You know, I'm, a, I'm not going to let my answer come out real quick, but those, those points definitely hit on mm. as far as like the ceiling that the Kansas City Chiefs have. Because I think, like, as he said, like, they, the sky's the limit. Like, I, they, I don't think right. they've peaked yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm. you can see where some teams peak. I think that they still got room for improvement because just think if they played the entire game, like they played the second half of each of these, um, or the, um, or what was it? The second Mm. quarter of the Houston game, basically like they've been, they were down by 10 points each of those games. What if they started playing off all cylinders, pow, 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 every game. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be great to see, man. Great to see. All right, Trey and, 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 and just I'm sorry, just to step on there, Eddie, but just um, just to add a little bit extra here. I mean, we're 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 talking about these teams as if health is a premium here, because obviously, if Mahomes tears his ACL in preseason, then this you know this question wouldn't be even a consideration. So we're 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 thinking maximum health here, as healthy as as these two teams could be going forward, because you know. Injuries change a lot, but we're thinking about this as your as the best case scenario for each team health wise. Are we? Well, well are I we am. Now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> because that's that me for me for the most part. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, I mean, you can factor but, that in I mean, uh, as as you're saying. If if that's part of, yeah, I mean, actually, that I, I'm I'm saying as teams as it is right now, as things are right now, both of these teams would be considered healthy. But yeah, a lot can happen. A lot can change. I understand, but so I, I I will allow the, the train to be put back <laughs> on the track. I, I will I will definitely opine okay. on that later, Eddie. <laughs> get it. All right, back on the track. We got Trey Dizzle. He said to me, uh, "This is pretty easy." He said, "The Lakers are a top three NBA team, and LeBron is the goat, goat James, but they haven't proven that they can win at all." The Chiefs have already proven it. Since the Chiefs already did it, um, I think it's easily going to be it's going to be easy for them to repeat. Uh, their visions are going to be easier with no Phillip Rivers and likely no Derek Carr in Vegas. Don't know why he put Oakland. Um, all three teams are in kind of a re- rebuild mode now. The Pats are not a threat anymore, and they haven't even upgraded their team in the offseason yet. Clearly, the obvious answer is Kansas City. Hmm. All right, clear and so, obvious. Yeah, clear and obvious. I mean, I mean, if you think about that, if you think about that division, um, it's kind of like the AFC East almost to a degree. If you think about, I mean, you what you got the Raiders and you got the Chargers and you got the Broncos and they have their own underlying issues between coaches, quarterbacks, people leaving and you know it being in shambles. So um, they can run off about a good four or five straight. Personally, yeah, well, I the, think. The- the point that he's making there is actually a very valid point as far as saying that the, that that division should be pretty much theirs, which you know puts them at a huge advantage going into the playoffs. Yep, yep. Got to get that number one seed, that home field advantage, home field advantage. All right, we got Ilya, and he writes in. And he says, "I'm not a fan of LeBron, but he is a goat. Just like I don't like Brady, but." He was the best. Uh, therefore, I think the Lakers will win this year, especially LeBron saying he will take on Kobe's legacy. If he has a chance to win one more championship, 
this year. And then he said, also, Kansas City is going for a repeat. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the information there. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really sure what he meant by that last line either, but it sounds like he picked the Lakers, all right? Isn't that kind of? Yeah, we're going we gonna to go with first instinct. First instinct says the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First instinct says the Lakers. And, uh, hey, Matty Ice, Martin Tracy, here we go. He's like, the Bucks. Ha ha, it's okay. Just keep, just keep sleeping on them boys from Boston. What in the hell? Um, we got rid of that cancer, flat earther, Kyrie, um, Celtic, Lakers final would make my day. He, he, he found a way to be a <laughs> homer once again. <laughs> I don't think that necessarily yeah. was the question. Now, almost like, but I, I see what he did there. He he's saying that he sees the Lakers mm-hmm. going to the finals, maybe somewhat. I think that's what he was trying to reference the question, and and so not Homer at the same time. The Chiefs probably because he's a Patriots fan. He probably thinks the Patriots will win the Super Bowl next year. We'll go ahead and chalk the Lakers up as his answer too, I guess. Right. And then and and and, and then somehow the Bucks got and drug I, into this. Fluffle, hello. <laughs> like, yeah. what so, so I, I guess part of that is that because right now, currently, the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. are the yeah, best. Yeah, I team think in actually NBA. I mentioned. I think that so, I may have mentioned that on the Facebook post. If I think that's where he 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 came up with the Bucks reference. I think it. I think that was part of what uh, I had posted when I posted the question. So, mm-hmm. I, I understand what he was saying there as far as that goes. All right, gotcha. Mike Clarity. He says the Lakers are definitely taking it this year. All right. Which I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They motivated basketball, man. Motivated basketball makes you play a little bit harder, a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger when, it, when the chips are down. Uh, makes you be a main, a main, a real main. All right. Um, we've heard from the family, the Sports Bros Nation, the people, if you will, the choices of the voices. Be live. Who have you selected between? Kansas City repeating or the Lakers winning it this year, what's more likely to happen? What is more likely to happen? If we're going off a of probability, just because the parity that is the National Football League, we we haven't set foot into free agency yet. We haven't set foot into the combine. We haven't set foot in the draft. All kinds of things can happen, and you pick up that one piece that makes sure your team infinitely better, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, because nobody, and I mean nobody, saw Patrick Mahomes doing what he does when he come, came into the league. I will speak for myself, and I know I'm speaking for others because I'm speaking intelligently. We All we saw was Texas Tech spread offense Ain't no way that's going to survive in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball for 70,000 yards. And, and yeah, we didn't see it happen. And then when he comes into the league, whoa, this is actually working. And with the rule changes and protecting the quarterback and everything like that, it just – it was a field day for him. So, I mean, he's definitely taken the game and just revolutionized it. And, I mean, all those speeches that they got. One thing I will say is, what, what is Sammy Watkins going to be doing next year? That is that is a question. He hasn't been the pillar of health, but he's definitely he was definitely mm-hmm. part of that winning formula. 
So also with that being said, I I'm I need to ask this. Who was Kansas City's backup when Patrick Mahomes was, was hurt? I was it Matt actually. Moore? I thought it was uh um Chase Daniels. <laughs> No, I see. <laughs> yeah. and that yeah, shows yeah. you because Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was hurt for what yeah. three, four, five weeks, and yet they still managed. That almost might have actually helped them because he was rested and come and comes into play. But that that's the parody that is the NFL right now. We're currently sitting mm-hmm. in the NBA season with the Lakers and what they're doing. I don't see the Lakers making it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't even see the Lakers oh. making it to the conference finals. Wow. And the reason why I say that is just because playoff basketball is a whole different breed. Like it's like this. This this. I honestly see. I see the Clippers as a better team, and the reason why I say that is. Just their their formula, what they're what what they're capable of. There's, I think, the Clippers' ceiling is much higher than the Lakers. If anything were to happen to LeBron James, the yeah, Lakers don't last. do a thing. And I think that's a very possible thing because LeBron's yep. what is in his seventeenth year, and he like, I think LeBron, as far as like the way he's taken on the game this year. Like he's taken on a lot of weight. I mean, like as far as like he's 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 has a point to prove. He's not taking rest days and he's doing all this. But I think why? What are you trying to prove? At the end of the day, if you don't get that trophy, nothing else matters. It really doesn't matter. So LeBron, I'd be a I take Low a rest. management, Scotty D, and what they call it. Honestly, yeah. I take a couple LeBron's of years. Le- Le- LeBron doesn't like that, right, man? I know. I, I, he he does. He doesn't like it. And I, me as an old school basketball player, I don't like it either. But the game has changed. If other players are doing it, and they're going to be more well rested, then you got to go with you got to go with the times. You've got you've got to. So with that being said, I think. I'm my my hat will go off to Kansas City just because of Patrick Mahomes. And this goes out to my boss man Samson that he, he hated when we when ESPN mentioned that Patrick Mahomes is the most exciting player on the planet because he just loves his soccer. He loves Premier oh, League. God, he loves Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> But when it comes when it comes to the US of A, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is that dude. I, I think the only 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 person that stops Patrick Mahomes from getting another title is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know I still to right now don't understand how they crapped the bed and lost after being it's the highest team on the planet. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. That 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 horse, but yeah, it it will be interesting. But I again, I just don't see the Lakers winning it. I think there's just too much going on. It could end up being a New Orleans Saints, a la um, 
Hurricane Katrina type situation where all the emotions and all the mm. oh, it's just in place for them to win it. I just don't. I no, don't. You don't I see just, it. I'm going to give you mine, man. Uh, Kansas City, everything's there. I, just about everybody's coming back. They pop. They like you know, a dynasty wants to be built. Eric enemy not getting a head coaching job is the best thing that happened to that team, especially Patrick Mahomes because they got the weapons, they got the pieces. They need a few more on defense, and you know the offense is fine. Is fine, like you said. What about Sammy Watkins? Where's he going to be? I mean, sign a little short-term deal, incentive base, and just go from there. Um, yeah, Kansas City going to do it again, man. Like uh, you know, the Lakers. There's a whole lot going on, and we know why with Kobe's death and everything, and that emotion can do two things. You know, motivate you or get in the way if you can't control it. So. I honestly think um, Kansas City, man, they're on fire. They're on fire. Patrick Mahomes, that offense, yeah. Yeah, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, This question is not as simple as I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, I mean, because the Lakers' biggest challenge is really in their own building. Yep. And, you know, opening night, Lakers versus Clippers – Clippers and Kawhi get the win. Then at the All-Star game, you know LeBron wanted that, that Kobe MVP trophy, and Kawhi got that. So mm-hmm. in two instances already, in, in you know kind of a bigger audience, more attention, Kawhi Leonard has been the guy. Um, and, and to me, the AFC and the NFL, the AFC doesn't seem as strong as it did a couple of years ago, especially with the Patriots, to me on the on the downward slide and i know that a lot of people will be mad at me for saying that but they're it, it just is what it is you know it's just kind of they, they they showed to be tom brady showed to be human this past year yeah and and that could change and that's the whole thing about the nfl every year there's a different team that we didn't know was coming that kind of shows up and it seems to happen from time to time having said that i think the chiefs can absolutely go back to the Super Bowl. I just think they're going to lose to the Dallas Cowboys. So my pick is the Lakers are going to win the NBA <laughs> oh, championship this oh, year. Oh, Here we go. Oh, the Lakers oh, are going God. to win the championship this year. They're going to get by Kawhi. They're going to get by Giannis. Um, How the Cowboys hilarious are, going to knock off the are you? Or the, the, the Patriots. They could knock off. They're going to knock off whoever they face next year. So, um that's that's my that's my too early for Super Bowl predictions, but we'll have the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, so the Chiefs can't repeat. And uh, and what what I'm actually really hoping is that after this past Sunday, the Lakers had the big road or the big uh, Sunday afternoon game with the Celtics in town. That was a, a you know hotly contested rivalry game, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 hoping the Lakers really get it going here down the stretch and start to gel a little bit because if they do. It's going to be a problem for anybody that the LeBron AD thing, and if Kyle Kuzma, you know, steps up into that third score role, um, you have the playoff experience with Rondo. So I, I think I, I think the Lakers have less resistance and a less in a less physical sport. I mean, uh, it, it's just it's it's hard to repeat in the NFL. It really is. Oh, it, the it Patriots is. did, but the Patriots also had the greatest quarterback of all time, and. Uh, the Cowboys are going to beat the Patriots. The Cowboys, they're going to they're going to beat everybody the in the past next not- year. Cow- Cowboys will probably be uh, seventeen and zero in the regular season next year. 
win the Super Bowl. Oh, did he still win the extra? Yeah, the two in the extra game with the oh boy, the Kooks got Scotty G. I don't know if he's drinking Kool Aid, Carl. Hot takes, baby. Hot takes. Fire. I'm like, yeah, hot takes because he's talking out of his oh, ass right now. Hot takes, baby. <laughs> but I'm picking the Lakers to win it Jesus. this year, and, I, and I, fingers crossed. Because you know, I, I I am hoping that the the uh, wave of emotions that the Kobe Bryant thing propels them to the top. So that's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope I hope so too. But I, I'm just being re- I'm just being realist. Like I, look, you said it yourself. Kawhi Leonard has outclassed LeBron James in every way this season, except for like, um, I mean, LeBron James is leading the league in assists, which is amazing for, uh, for for him and his ability of of seeing the court and everything like that. I just realized something. We've yep, been doing this you? for a year now. As far as like, um, we're coming up on our um, our inaugural episode was March twelfth of two thousand nineteen, so that will be our anniversary episode coming up about three weeks from now. But I just realized how I, I got to ask this again. I know I've talked about this before. How is it possible for one person to be a Cowboys fan, a Lakers fan, and a New York Yankees fan? How is that human? Scotty possible? D did describe it in one episode, like. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm an American, so I root for American you team in lit- football. I am absolutely a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, but you see the, that that train wreck that's a mess. So I, I like the Yankee history, and uh, there was no NBA team in Pittsburgh growing up, so I was a Magic Johnson fan, and it just stayed with me my whole life. So, so there you are, B. Live. Wow, the disrespect <laughs> with the V love. Man, you know what? I'm <laughs> off the chain today. <laughs> As they say in grade school, you started it. Um, What's more American? <laughs> okay, I am, I am, I am. The stars, the stripes, George Washington, <laughs> the Capitol Dome, and bubble gum, and liking teams in geographically different areas. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. Scott, so, so anyway, Scotty D, as soon as you said something about, oh. like, you know, since I'm American, the song popped up in my head, What's More American? That's I'm right. sorry. My bad. Um, all right, so we got all of our um, picks in. And a uh, shout-out to Uncle Max, Trey Duke, Ilya, Lisa Vinko. Yes, I got his name right on the first try. That's why you got to watch you some mid-'90s hockey. I'm trying to tell you. Martin Tracy and Mike Clarity for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's next week's question? Well, there's been some things I've been watching around the world of sports lately that I'm like, this makes me say about this guy or that guy. That dude is a knucklehead. So let me ask you, who do you think is the biggest knucklehead out there in sports today, in the sports world? It doesn't have to be a player. It could be a commissioner or an announcer or anybody, a player, a former player who can't get back into the league. I mean, it could be anybody that's a knucklehead out there. Who do you think is the biggest knucklehead out there in the world of sports today? So be creative with this one and tell us why you think your guy is the biggest knucklehead. All right, knuckleheads, you hear that? Who's the biggest knucklehead in the sports world right now? 
And moving right along, rounding around third base, they're getting us to go home cue, kind of sort of not really. Pepper, three topics, kind of sort of rapid fire style. Let me go ahead and take this. Um, what am I passing? I'm going to think I'm going to do the XFL ball again, Scott, since you don't like it. Um, <laughs> go for it. I got to. <laughs> I have the. Well, I kind of had my um, pepper points in order, but I'm going to save the best for last. My first pepper point goes to the Lady Gamecocks of the University of South Carolina. They are the regular season champs which means they'll go into the SEC basketball tournament as the number one seed, and they'll probably march all the way to the Final Four and win another one. Let's go, Lady Gamecocks. USC! Go, Cox, as I'm wearing my, <laughs> my uh, I believe, black and garnet T-shirt. And where, where, them, where them pillows that be like mama got me? Yeah, they over here to a very, very close vicinity. All right. Who gets the ball? I forgot. <laughs> Go, please give it to Scotty D. Okay. While, while, while yeah, you know, the late game cards. Didn't I see like it had a game a couple of weeks ago where they held their opponents like two points in the first quarter or something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. yeah. It's some, I think yeah, it was I think Mississippi it was State. I can't, I can't quite remember, but it was something ridiculous. Uh, right. Speaking of ridiculous, this is my opinion. I think it's kind of. Um, I don't know if ridiculous is the word, but the new CBA has been proposed. I think we're waiting to find out what the players say about it. But the owners are proposing the 17-game schedule, uh, one less preseason game, an extra team in the playoffs, meaning only one team would get a bye week. And there would be three games played on opening wildcard Saturday and three on wildcard Sunday. And I'm hoping that this doesn't pass. It's just it's just more of a money grab. I I honestly, guys, I, I love watching NFL football, but week 16 comes up, man, and I am ready for the playoffs. I've seen enough. I'm ready to move on. I think this is a clever tactic by the NFL. They Roger Goodell has been wanting to get to, uh, an 18-game schedule. I think going for this 17th game is going to eventually get on everyone's nerves because there's going to be one half the league's getting eight home games, half the league's getting nine. So that'll go on for a couple years, and then they'll say, all right, we're going to have to even it out and add everybody a ninth home game. It's going to go up to nine and nine. I think it's just a clever tactic by the NFL to slowly move in that direction. I I, I honestly think the current playoff system is fantastic. I think the top two teams deserve to have an, an extra week off. Now you're giving only one team that that luxury. I, I, I'm not for it. That's all I got to say. I mean, I'm no no one's no one's asking me, but I'm telling you, I've never since the very first episode last year. I've said I'm not a fan of Roger Goodell, and this is his fingerprints are all over this. So, not a fan. Over to you, B Live. Oh, could this be a preview of next week's choices of the voices? We shall see. <laughs> I like I like it because I agree with Scotty D. Did you also know? I I just um, realized, um, side note, that if a playoff team gets, like, if you get a bye week, yeah, I didn't realize that that happened either. That's that's the way the current the current system is set up. Yeah, so if you you get an extra playoff game, if you're a wild card team that goes all the way through, you actually get paid an extra week. Hey, that. That would yeah. be off the table too. That they so that's you, something you they're going to amend. Also, said if you are the top team, you'll get a paycheck for that 
wild card week, even if you don't play. Yeah, I was. I yeah. saw that and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, "No, I don't want the first round yeah. buy. I'll get me the extra money." But it, the only it, thing I liked out of yeah, that proposal so, was that they uh, are going to expand the rosters a little bit, and I think that I think roster expansion is overdue in in today's game. But far it's been overdue. It's been overdue. Oh, so so okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm throw a little extra pepper in this. They're expanding the rosters in the. I didn't. I didn't even see that part. They're expanding yeah, they the would, rosters um, in the NFL. I, I forget the the number that it, I think it would, it would add two more game day roster spots, something like that, and like another four. To, I forget another additional practice squad would would be larger, and the and the over the overall roster would expand too. So I, I forget how I forget what the numbers were, but it it was something that. It's significant enough that a few extra roster spots are going to be available. So it'll be looking like a damn college football team before it's all said and done. <laughs> but I, the reason why I reason why I say that, shots fired mm. XFL. Mm. That's true. <laughs> and thought of that, Cardell yeah. Cardell Jones find his way right back right. into the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put let's let's Amtrak this thing real quick. Let me throw my my own pepper points at this. So the Milwaukee Bucks, they've already clinched a playoff spot in February. Wow, who does that already? Yeah, forty eight and eight. They're on pace to win seventy games. Has only been done twice in NBA by. The Jordan led 95-96 Bulls that won 72 wins. And uh, 2015 Steph Curry led Golden State Warriors with 73 wins. Now Milwaukee could just win and render win the rest of them and have a record 74 no. wins. But that, that's not gonna happen. That, that is just there's no there's no need for that. But for them to be already for them to have already clinched a playoff berth, I mean, says a lot to the um, MVP type season that is the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yes, sir. I've been practicing, <laughs> but yes, um, I honestly believe just the way they've been playing. I think Milwaukee takes it all. That's why, like, even if the Lakers made it to the finals, I still think that Milwaukee just had they they have that it factor. I, and not only just Giannis, but Chris Milton has been playing like yep. otherworldly as well. So I mean, so I, I, I'm if I was a if I was a betting man, I'm going with the Bucks. Yes, sir. Eddie Listen, Kuhl, when I went to Milwaukee back ball. in January. I saw them live and in person. Oh, they for real. They the truth. The T R O O F. They are the truth. And also, um, shout out to former Atlanta Hawks coach Mike Boonehoser. If you give Mike Boonehoser talent. He'll make it work. He will make it work. Didn't Coach Eli B- pick the 76ers to go to the finals? <laughs> I think he did. I don't know. I, I thought I, – I, I don't I, think I, 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 I don't really think – The Heats. <laughs> I definitely didn't pick the Heats. I think he picked the Bobcats. I, I really – you, You've <laughs> lost your freaking mind. Eddie Cool. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, man. <laughs> Having fun on the Sports Bros podcast. All right. My second pepper point goes out to, as b mentioned earlier about the Steph Curry-led Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry. That's right. 
He is cleared for contact after he tore his wrist up in the early part of the season, and he is eyeing a March 1st return. Yeah, I guess that post on Instagram with him um, holding his wife, um, Aisha Curry, led them to believe, like, yeah, you ready to come back and play basketball because you're doing too much. Wrist looks fine. Come back to work because uh, Lord knows they sure need you. They sure need you. Over to you, Scotty D. No, not over to you. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm on my Steve. Yes, what interception. I'm on my Stephen A. Because I'm on my Stephen A. rant right now. <laughs> Steph Curry, why? <laughs> but why? For what reason? What reason would you have to come back to this game right now? The the Golden State Warriors are the worst team in basketball the by far. <laughs> 12 and 45. Like, even if Steph Curry, and that's also without Clay Thompson, the best, the best that the Golden State Warriors could have come up with is 37 wins. To do what with? Still not make the playoffs. What are you doing? Be a lottery pick and like y'all been doing and get y'all draft really well. I mean, come on. There's no reason. I'd be on a boat somewhere chilling. Draymond Green, you're on your own. I'm sorry. I, I, I intercepted. My bad. I just, oh, just. Why and for what? Be for like what? you got me over Why? here like Matt McGloin. I mean, McGloin in my feelings, you know. This has to be the worst game I've ever played. Over to you, Scott. <laughs> <D>. <laughs> All right. So a, a few nights ago, um, a fan had their sign taken from them at an Astros game, making fun of them about the whole, the whole cheat and scandal. Oh, Just boy. another case of the Astros stealing signs. This time they're stealing them from a fan. Literally, uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot. A lot of these big name players are coming out and and, I mean, this Astros team is under fire here, guys. Uh, you hear Mike Trout and Judge and Stanton and Chapman from the Yankees, uh, Marcakis. Uh, Bellinger, these guys are all mad. And, you know, it just goes to show you, if you go back and think about whenever the heart of the, the steroid scandal was going on, you didn't hear big names talking about other guys. Nobody was vilifying the other. And you know why that was? Because everybody was doing it. So yep. this just goes to show you that no, while other teams might be doing their own little thing to try to pick up signs, nobody was doing what the Astros were doing. Nobody had that elaborate system going on. Otherwise, it would have. It would also, I think, have come out by now. So the Astros, they're going to have a long season. They're going to be booed heartily in every stadium they go to. And as I mentioned before, thank God they don't play the Dodgers in a regular season this year. But uh, I just thought it was it was kind of fitting that fans took signs to the games that were making fun of the Astros, and those signs were taken from them. Signs, signs everywhere. Signs. Over to you, be live. So, a quick, did you just mention that the Astros don't play the Dodgers yeah, in the regular they don't season play at all this year at all? Oof, oof. Oh, okay, wow. I, I that, that's yeah. yes, safe. But yeah, hold on, hold on, audible, audible. Uh, what's <sighs> well, the over under that the Houston Astros? How many fist fights to get into this year? What's what's the over under? Boy, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a, a lot of fists. There may be a couple bench clearing. I think maybe three or four, at three the four. most. 
But uh, Vegas did set like uh, bean balls, an actual number. (laughs) I knew it. uh, How many times they're going to get hit? And I think it was in the eighties. I I don't remember that number specifically, but they they're going to they're going to have some chin music coming their way this year. No, no question. It's going to be a long season. (laughs) I I say, I say, I say one for every away game. Eighty-two, (laughs) eighty-one. I mean, (laughs) just and. And really, like, yeah, some, yeah, this is is gonna happen. I'm sorry, baseball, they, 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 yeah, you do, you do they wrong. They take it into their own hands. It is, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. All right, let me throw, let me throw some things out here. Is we, we we talked a little silliness right here. So, Sam Darnold, the quarterback for the New York J E T S Jets. Jets, Jets may have found another calling because he recently just won with um he just won the American Cornhole League Super Hole Celebrity Throwdown Championship with his partner Matthew Sorrells, and they won in convincing fashion. 21 to goose egg zero nothing nada which is just an amazing feat in the sport of cornhole espn8 <laughs> the ocho gotta love it <laughs> eddie cool okay Scotty D, you kind of uh changed my third pepper point due to next week's um choices of the voices question so i'm gonna give you a little sneak preview Via the pepper point, Greg Robinson. <laughs> here comes oh, a rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, here comes a rant, fella, for next week. I had it ready now, but I'm going to sit on this one and I'm going to let it boil and I'm going to let it simmer and I'm going to let it get together. I know I sound like this with man, but you got it coming. <laughs> you, got, got it, you got it coming. You got it coming. Over to you, Scotty D. Okay. Sound like uh, you got somebody might be heading to the penalty box next week. <laughs> Take your shirt off now. <laughs> I, all right, I, I'm just going to piggyback a little bit more on um, my last my last point, and that's because Big Poppy this this past week came out and um, you know he, he I didn't like this, but he's called Mike Fires a snitch. You know, Mike Fires is the guy that blew the whistle on this whole Astros thing, and. Big Poppy's he's mad at him for not keeping his mouth shut about it, I guess. He's defending Rob Manfred, the the uh, baseball commissioner. And I'm not really sure why. Uh, I'm, it makes me wonder what really goes on with Big Poppy, because you see the big lovable character out there all over the place. But, you know, maybe it's because his name was on that steroid list years ago, and he didn't like being called out on that. But... I, I'm not a big fan of Big Poppy calling out Mike Fires like he did the wrong thing. Uh, and I understand, I, I kind of understand his point of view in that Mike Fires didn't say anything at the time this was going on when he was back with the Astros. You got to figure there's a lot of pressure in that situation. If the whole team is all amped up doing this this scandal, that Fires is going to be the odd man out in his own clubhouse if he speaks out about it. He did benefit from it. You know, he got the World Series ring and check and all that. But I, I, I think Mike Fires did the right thing by coming out and, and exposing this situation. And furthermore, I think 
when Mike Fires goes on the road as opposed to the Astros, he's going to get a hero's welcome at a lot of stadiums this year. So I, I'm just uh, – I, I, the, the whole Astros scandal thing is something that is – is not going away anytime soon and you hear different guys chiming in on it but the big poppy chime in was one that kind of irked me just a tad over to you be live all right i i um there's a lot of fire a lot of angst a lot of um silliness that goes on with us here at the sports pros podcast but this is a feel good story that i want to conclude um, pepper with today. All right. The Carolina Hurricanes, uh, when they were facing the Toronto Maple Leafs this past Saturday, the starting goalies, James Reimer and Peter Mrazek, both left the game at some point in time with injuries. So on the roster, they had an emergency goalie which just so happened to be the Zamboni driver for the franchise. David, I want to try to pronounce his last name. Ayers. Yeah. Ayers. Maybe Ayers. David Ayers. I'm going with David Ayers. If I didn't get it right, guess what? I don't care because I'm not a professional. I'm going to get there one day, maybe. But yes. He was the Zamboni driver, making sure the ice is all smooth and everything, working it out for the team. He gets called up the suit up and entered the game as a goalie. And he preserves the victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Hurricanes win 6-3. to three. And what makes this even better, he goes from the Zamboni driver to a hero and... The city of Raleigh, North Carolina, is announcing that Tuesday, the day that this podcast comes out, will be David Ayer's day in Raleigh to honor him. What I mean, to go from a Zamboni driver to having your own day in the city of Raleigh, what it's, wow, it's like just an amazing story. Running. Yeah. It, right, right, right. So, I mean, it's just just an amazing story. I really do enjoy what the um, Carolina Hurricanes do PR-wise. Just, it's just a fun franchise. And I will be at Carter-Finley Stadium next year for the NHL Outdoor Series in Raleigh. I have to be there for that. It will be going down in 2021. I'm going to try to make that too. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to bust a move and get down there, man. I'm going to have to bust a move and get down there, man. Man, oh man, just just a feel good story, and uh, that's my little bit of pepper. All right, that's it. Yes, sir. Topics we kind of drug it along, but it was good, entertaining. This is why you come back week after week after week after week and listen to the Sports Bros Podcast, the Sports Podcast that's by the fans for the fans. All right, we get ready to go home and get up out of here. Scotty D, how can they get in contact with you? How can they reach you? How can they talk to the money man, the trivia god himself? Find me on Facebook or come see me at uh, Bowie's or Wild Wing Cafe, Monday at Bowie's, uh, Wednesday at Wild Wing, and as always, Beast Ninja, the top obstacle course training gym 
24-hour gym down in Myrtle Beach. Come see me. Yes, sir. Booyahs. You kill, you're yes, killing sir. me. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where can they reach you? All right. You can reach me here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where I work at Max Speed Shop on 42 North McPherson Church Road, home of the best burgers, beef brisket, pulled pork, all of that award-winning um, fucking barbecue dog. I've gained. Uh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm getting there. So you know what? Y'all don't. What we we do this every week. I, I, I don't pick on you when you announce. I didn't say booyahs, even though it's. Hey, but just you know what? You know what? I, look, I, I digress. Church room. We have the best barbecue and brisket. Come to your brother and all beers on tap. Yes, sir. Boy, <laughs> I'm just helping. I'm just helping. <sighs> I don't need your help. I'm just helping. I'm helping. You're my boy. At all. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> if I could reach through ladies, this, ladies and reach gentlemen, this, this is the greatest right job now. in the world. It does not pay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is great. One day. <laughs> it, will, it will one day. One day. Oh, boy, if I don't end up in jail for choking <laughs> this got it. Oh, right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, at Max Speed Shop with. Seven beers on tap and um, 200 bottles and cans of beer and all types of goodies and whatnot. You can also find me on Facebook. Your boy, Brian Livingston, is the official name on Facebook. You can find us, the Sports Bros Podcast, on our Facebook like page. Coming up to almost 900 man. likes and follows, man. Love, love it, love it, love it. And check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Instagram is at um, Sports Bros Podcast. On Twitter, it's Sports Bros Pcast. Any comments, questions about the show, you can hit us up via email at sportsbrospcast at gmail.com. Check me out on Wednesdays or anytime I feel like I'm doing it with the newest episodes of What Happened. I'm going to cut the Wednesday off there because uh, you know what? A brother be busy. I might be. I might just do it yep. whenever I see something happen. It's just yep. always going to be something that's got me scratching my head, asking, "What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Yes, sir." What? <laughs> All right, Eddie as we mentioned, you can man. catch us on the aforementioned Sports Bulls podcast social media sites. Also, you can catch me on Facebook under the name Eddie Cool. They ain't my government name, but I hell, you get it. Also, you can catch me on Instagram at Cool Season, all one word. If you do the thing called Snapchat, you can catch me on Snapchat. Snapchat, as the old folks said. You can catch me on the Snapchat too at Super Cool Five Thousand. Um, yeah, if you're up in Ohio, in the Cleveland area, holler at a brother. We'll come out and talk some sports and have a beer, and I'll tell you how to run a podcast and live life and have some fun. Oh yeah, and to our listeners. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I need you to do this. Go to the very, 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 very bottom. Leave a review and rate the podcast. Give us five stars. Tell us Eddie Cool said so. Tell us, um, I don't know, say Eddie Cool said so or 
I'm eating a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I'm taking care of my chicken like Marshawn Lynch. Whatever you want to do, man, just leave us a good um, good comment and a good five-star rating. What it does, it um, works with the algorithms, the algorithms, and um, makes us more easier to find the Sports Bros Podcast. In case you noticed, uh, the logo is there now. You don't see our wonderful faces no more, but uh, shout out to Reese for the logo. And, um, yeah, that's it for another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Anything y'all want to say, fellas, before we go? Yes, sir. Let's just say yes, sir. Wow. 48 episodes. A a year of this silliness. And Scotty D grows to be more and more annoying every single week. And I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) And with that being said, (laughs) do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it. Everybody be good to each other. Take care. Love is all we need. Uh, That's all I got. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Throw my Chevy to the levee at the levee was dry. No water. Try. Them good old boys are sipping whiskey and rye and singing this will be the day that I'll die. Bye. <laughs>